We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined. I'm joined. I'm joined. I'm joined. I'm joined by Dr. Chris Watson, my trusty sidekick. Do you want me to call you Jack Holmes? Because I'm not. <laughs> Damn it! I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you Mary Watson. Because she dies. Oh. Spoilers, everybody. Great. We are, of course, doing the Robert Down Jr. Sherlock. That was a lie. <laughs> Sherlock Series 4. Not yet, though. Oh, yeah, new segment. All right, yes. I always forget about this. Did you like brand new. <laughs> Do you like the new segment? I don't dislike it. I wouldn't say I'm overly enthused about it. We haven't done enough of it yet for me to pass uh, judgment. Would injustice to video game news change your mind on this brand new segment? Yes, maybe. I'm excited for it. I'm a big fan of the Injustice game. It led me on to play Mortal Kombat, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I'm looking forward to getting back into Injustice again when this game comes out. What I enjoy the most is not the game itself, but the anger from the other players. You just enjoy taunting everyone. What is the news for Injustice? They released a story trailer. Yeah. Doesn't give a lot away. Shows clips from the first Injustice game, like uh, Superman killing the Joker by literally smashing his hand through his chest. Brainiac's in it as well, because he narrates it and then he pops up at the end. Of the trailer, I didn't Supergirl's see that. in it. I knew Supergirl's in it. I didn't see Brainiac. I think we may watch a different trailer because my trailer ended with um, Dark Side. Oh, Dark Side, yeah. It's just before that that Brainiac shows up. He's in the shadows. Okay, I don't remember that. I may have ignored the complete thing. Great. I, I don't know. I only zoned in when it showed Batman. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the only time you paid attention. Yes. Right. Well, Brainiac's probably in it, and he's probably the antagonist. Yeah, I know Darkseid's, uh, he's only available to people who pre-register, or pre-order, sorry, the game. And everybody else is going to buy him, probably. Great! DLC! Excellent. We love spending more money. No. That's a lie. It is. Do you want some more trailer news? Yes, I know you're going to talk about two trailers. Logan? Logan, yes. We got the final trailer for that. Uh, there was a Red Band one and a regular one. Did you watch a Red Band one? Oh, uh, I saw the thumbnail for Red Band, but I thought it was a Red Band version of the first trailer, so I didn't watch it. Ah, there's not that much Difference. added to the Red it's Band one. It's just... More violence. It's more violence yeah. and Professor X swearing at the end. Oh, they can't do that. He does. He's complaining because they've been on a road trip and he's he's going, um, We've got a little girl. She's 11. I'm fucking 90. We've had one meal in two days. He's not happy. He's very grumpy. It's because he's hungry. He's hangry. <laughs> Professor X hangry. How long is he complaining? He could literally just be like, Logan, pull over and get me a cheeseburger. <laughs> he could be, couldn't he? But, but he I doesn't, think, unless he hasn't got his powers. I think his powers are on the glitch because he's getting older. So oh, his that's mental what faculties are probably going. That's what they're saying for Logan's healing factor. If we're taking oranges into consideration, he's at least say origins. four. He's very old. He, yeah, he's old. <laughs> I'm not doing the maths. So, he's been alive for a while. The trailer also gave us new information on the girl 
X-23? Yeah. Do you know much about X-23 in terms of comic books? She is a clone of Logan mixed with some other DNA. So she's yep. not obviously not an exact clone. She's got the claws. I'm guessing she got adamantium put onto her bones. Or whether her claws are naturally metal, I don't know that much. No, I'm not sure either. Maybe but, she was experimented on. Yeah, but it'd be weird to put adamantium on her now because obviously she's still growing and the bones won't be able to grow. Yeah, she'll just stay tiny Yeah, forever. she's going to be trapped inside it, isn't she? So I yeah. don't know if she was born, but I know she's um she is a clone of Logan. Yeah. That's why Professor X, she's like, she's like you, she's very much like you. And then people who aren't familiar with it are like, oh, Logan's got a daughter. And it's like, fuck off. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I think the trailer makes that clear that they find her or she finds them. Mm. And we've got the comics, so the X-Men have become some sort of a legend in this universe and Logan's... It, it showed him holding an X-Men comic. Yeah. Which I have looked up and the comic he's holding is not a published... That's because Fox don't own the rights to the X-Men comics, so mm. they had to rehire some of the artists to redraw it just yeah. so it's a prop for this film. Because on the front of it, the X-Men comics would say Marvel Group Comics... But on the front of this, it says X Men Group Comics because they don't they don't own yeah. the rights, so that's why. Uh, but yeah, it's looking pretty good. Deadpool cameo? No, the tone is completely the opposite of Deadpool. Deadpool can be dead serious. He could turn up like as Logan's burying Professor X. <laughs> I'm going to be your friend now. <laughs> like, What's that? No, you can just turn up and look at him and be like, "Sorry, right, we still got James McAvoy," and then walk off again. <laughs> Perfect. No, I don't think we're getting Deadpool in this. Do you think this is the last... Well, Hugh Jackman has said this is his last Wolverine one, which isn't bad because he's been going 17 years playing Wolverine Mm. and there's no other guy... Well, maybe Robert Downey Jr. is probably going to go 17 years as Iron Man. And maybe Tom Holland, because I think that's why they cast fairly young so they could get Spider-Man going further and further and they can do more grown-up story arcs with him. But... Jackman, at this point, he's been carrying the X-Men franchise for quite a while. So, would you be okay if this was a good film to have Logan finished? Would you want him recast, or would you want Jackman to take the character into retirement along with him? I've not really thought about it. I wouldn't mind it if they recast him so long as somebody who plays a role good. Because I think they're going to have to, aren't they? Because, again, they're going to start focusing on the younger versions of the X-Men. So they're going to need a younger Wolverine in there. Yeah, but we've seen younger Wolverine and he looks exactly like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> so yeah, that's the problem. I don't know. It, it depends. If they release a film that has no Wolverine in it, obviously like Days of Future Past, uh, not Days of Future Past, sorry, uh, like X-Men Apocalypse, that sort of did okay. Maybe it was, would have been better if Wolverine was in it? I don't know. Well, he was in it, but not, n- oh, not yeah, main yeah, you know, character. Cameo, yeah, I'm talking about like main yeah. you know, character. It depends. If they, if they do recast him, it's going to be completely down to who they cast, whether they pull him off or not. I would still rather that they just left, left Wolverine. Him. There are other X-Men that they can build franchises mm. around. Like Deadpool, he's doing okay at the moment. Hugh Jackman wants him to be recast as Tom Hardy. So. Tom, <laughs> Yes, Tom Hardy. Oh, I'm Wolverine and I'm Buffalo. Oh, I'm you seen the darkness. Oh. Tom Hardy's became the bookie's favourite for the next Bond. Uh, that doesn't bother me. He might be good. He's charming and charismatic. He's short. So, then you'd be an excellent Wolverine. Bond's like six foot two or something, isn't he? Oh, it doesn't matter. Next trailer? The, um, ah, I... It's Power Rangers. (laughs) That's it, yeah. It was that bad, I erased it from my mind. Right, the first half of the trailer looks like Fantastic, which is what the teaser trailer looked like. Yeah. Then the second half of it looks like a mashup between the Avengers 
and Pacific Rim. We also got a look at the villain, who's played by uh, Elizabeth Banks, who's in Hunger Games. Barely dressed woman with loads of CGI around it. Pretty right. much your standard villain yeah. at this point. We also saw the uh, Zoids and, of course, the Megazoid when it all combines together. They, are they droids. real words? I've, I, it's been ages since I've watched yeah, I thought Power Rangers. They're, they're, they're independent ones are called zo- uh, Zoids, I think. And then when they join together, they become the Megazoid. What's that big gold back thing? Probably Bow her rock. version of it. They just needed something big in there so they could do the Megazoid. Yeah. Do you think Elizabeth Banks looks a bit like a female Loki? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, got the, I got that very much. I'll give them that I like the look of the outfits. I thought, okay, I like they've gone more from <laughs> move from the latex to armoured which makes more sense I was like okay they look good I don't like any people they've cast though because it's like Ugh. the way they're just like talking acting like oh my god you've got these things we're so much stronger now so shut up I will not be going to see this film well it's trailer exposition and if you want to keep Assassin's Creed from the bottom of my list of however oh many films don't we make watch, me go see it we are going to have to watch some bad no. films no <laughs> we don't want to so you'd be happier not watching Power Rangers than having Assassin's Creed at the bomb. Yes, because when I think of Power Rangers, <laughs> I think of the 90s Mighty Morphin Rangers with Ooze, the villain Ooze, who'd never been in any of the series, never mentioned before, who's created purely for this film, with kids getting tubs of... Um, have you seen the film? Probably mm-hmm. once. Ah, oh, such good. I found it online and I was like, I'm watching this. Forgot to watch the last 20 minutes of it, though. Great. But, <laughs> that's uh, a good I've, story. I've seen it. Oh, that's a great film. But uh, You are yeah. a five-year-old on the inside. I know. I don't want to see this new film. <laughs> Don't make me do it. Take Ben. You made me watch Assassin's Creed. <laughs> so it's, it's <laughs> terrible. I'm sure Assassin's Creed's going to be better than what this is going to be. Right. Okay. It might be, it might not. Trailers. It's going to be shit. Can be misleading. I'm calling it now. It's going to be awful. Well, speaking of speculation to movies, uh, this is like third-hand information. I got it from comicbookmovies.com. Okay. You got it from... The schmoes knows, and... How reliable these sources? I'm not a reliable source, so... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Probably not. The Wonder Woman film has been described as discombobulated. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's DC. Well, there we go. Not surprised? No. And I know exactly what's going to happen. The film will come out, and then they'll release it on DVD. we like, but wait, if you buy the Blu-ray, we've got another 30, 40 minutes of footage, which makes it better. And you keep falling into that trap. Once. But I enjoyed the extended version of the film, so I'm going to buy... That's how they get you! Because it's mildly better. I'm going to buy the Suicide Squad extended version, but don't tell them. I want to see Jared Leto's Joker scenes! So does Jared Leto. (laughs) (laughs) And last bit of news that kind of works into our topic today, which is Sherlock Season 4. Is this the last season of Sherlock? At least for a while. For a while, not the last series, because um, they've got a new villain they can use to play with. It, you? Uh, y- you? Yes, the I'm the villain, obviously. No, you know, the forgotten sister. But she's kind of turned around now. They've got her contained, but she can always break out. You know, maybe this could be part of her grand plan again. She'd be like, I let her think of one, earn their trust. Next thing you know, I've taken hold of the country and holding a nuclear ransom. And here's a video of Moriarty going TikTok choo-choo. Yeah. <laughs> I like that they had just videos of him and they didn't actually bring him back. Yeah. Because it would have ruined that entire rooftop scene otherwise if he hadn't actually died. Shall we get on to Sherlock then? Yeah, because we were just talking about the end of the yeah. last episode <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> Let's cycle back to the beginning of season four with the six Thatchers. And what's the story in this episode, Chris? If you remember. Well, I, I do remember. I only watched it a few days ago. 
Sherlock Watson and Lestrade are go to investigate the death of a kid in a car whose body was uh, in there for a week and nobody noticed because he was hidden behind a uh, seat cover fake seat cover thing yeah that case leads to something that Sherlock finds more interesting where a bust of Margaret Thatcher has been smashed mm. for no apparent reason in a break-in yeah. and this fascinates him more and he does some more digging and as he digs further into it more cases of Thatcher busts come up and he tracks down one gets into a punch up near a pool it's a big swimming pool it's not a paddling pool yeah it's the last Thatcher because the other five have been broken that's yeah. the last one so he basically waits around why he doesn't bring anybody else with him nor police well it's Sherlock so he just wouldn't would he police do show up eventually yeah after what he trips a fucking alarm or something yeah but who does surprising. he have to punch up with Chris a trained um, killer from a uh, what's the word a hired group I forgot the uh, forgot the name of it mercenary like a hired mercenary group that Mary's part of yes called uh, uh, Agro Agron Something like that, yeah. Something. It's, it's four letters, isn't it? It's the acronym yeah. of their names. Because it was revealed in the last episode of season three by Charles Augustus Magnuson that Mary was part of this super secret SWAT team mm. for hire. And it turns out that not all of her team have died. And this guy believes that it was Mary who betrayed them because in their last mission, two of them got killed. And he got captured and tortured and he heard this tidbit from his captors the thank god for the english woman otherwise we wouldn't have been able to beat these and capture these super spies and he manages to get out and tracks mary down from uh wedding photos and things like that that their tussle ends with him running away and then mary's like okay this guy's serious trouble and i need to get you guys and my new baby uh out of the firing line yeah um, so she there's this long elaborate montage of her running away to Egypt probably I think it's Morocco she goes to yeah somewhere but she's rolling dice isn't she to make it random yeah so she uh, she doesn't even know where she's going and then uh, Sherlock manages to find her and he's like oh I'm super clever and I deduced it and then Watson comes out from the shadows because you know Mary is his wife and he wants to to help her in any way she can mm. it's like stop being a dick Sherlock we just had a tracking device in there in your memories I like the original I was like yeah Sherlock's got this <laughs> I like it because he's done that a few times where he's pretending to be clever and he's like no I just looked at your phone <laughs> that was it it's good I uh, could have done all this clever stuff but no I just how, googled it <laughs> how highly trained was Mary's group because Sherlock very he gets into a fist fight with one of them and comes out relatively unharmed sort of nearly gets drowned but I mean Sherlock essentially beats him yeah, when he fights him, doesn't I wouldn't he? say he beats him. He survives because the Benedict Cumberbatch. We we've not really seen him in a, this. I think this is the longest fight scene we've seen him in. But mm. we've had like little tidbits of him sword fighting a an assassin in Baker Street for some reason in the earlier seasons. But yeah, this is the longest fight he's been in. He's probably not got the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock thing where he can plan out a fight. I like that. You gonna watch the third one when it comes out? If it comes out. If I thought it was no, there is a Sherlock coming out, but it's Will Ferrell comedy Sherlock. Your eyes just rolled. <laughs> well, people, we won't be watching that. Go on. <laughs> but yeah, so and whether the assassin uh, lets him live because uh, the assassin could have sh- shot him, he uses him to track down Mary, and then when they're in that little hotel room or wherever they are, he shows up. There's a gunfight. Mary tries to talk him down. 
Um, but before he can put the gun down, he's shot in the back by a police officer. And then the story turns to, okay, Mary obviously didn't sell out the, the group, so who did? And it turns out that in the beginning of the episode, Sherlock's being told off for shooting Charles Augustus Magnuson uh, in the face. And it's the typist lady, the lady that's taken the minutes. Vivian. Vivian. Yes. Uh, who sold them out for a cottage because she wanted a cottage and she mm. wanted to prove that she was a bit clever yeah, the yeah. Rest of them. I like that twist I enjoyed it they do that a lot though in this they introduce a character as like a comic relief thing so Jim Moriarty in the first season mm. he comes in as Molly Hooper's boyfriend and Sherlock's like nope he's gay look he left me his phone number <laughs> and then it turns out he's Moriarty but he's a good Moriarty he's oh, a yeah. crazy Moriarty he's, yeah he's well good does that mean in series five, uh, on the first episode, they're going to introduce this character who's going to be like clumsy or something, and we'll be like, oh, and be like, oh, yep, yeah, that's going to be the killer, that's going to be the main bad guy, and it turns out to be Watson. The fuck? <laughs> Plot twist. Rosie grows up into a, m- a murderer. Well, they did that in the whole series this time because jumping in, well, we've already spoiled. Sherlock got a sister called Euros, and she keeps popping up, but in disguise. Yeah. different people so Watson bumps into her on a bus and they have a bit of a flirt and Watson feels a bit guilty that he's kind of sort of cheating on Mary but it's just, just texting. texting just texting it wasn't too bad no dick pics it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> <that> bad <laughs> maybe <laughs> uh, but he still feels guilty and she pops up again in disguise in the in the second episode but yeah so watch out chris because they like to plant seeds in in sherlock. i know i i don't like when i first watched sherlock i was like oh this super can solve the case before sherlock does i give up now because i never know if he's hallucinating shit or not now he's back on drugs <laughs> yet yeah, sherlock corners uh vivian the typist lady in a sinister aquarium Along with Mary. London Aquarium. Yeah. <laughs> sinister Aquarium. It's I've been very in that room. sinister. He's, wa- he's walking through the tunnel. I was like, yep, yeah, been there. Been there. Oh, I've been in that bit as well. All right, showing off. Yeah, I didn't see he Sherlock when I went there, though. <laughs> he wasn't there. Um, Sherlock goes a little bit overboard going, haha, I solved it. You're an idiot, and I'm the greatest detective ever. And, and she pulls out a gun from her handbag and goes to shoot Sherlock for being a bit of an arrogant prick. But Mary jumps in front of him takes the bullet and uh, Watson shows up is unable to save her and Doesn't he really dies try. and he, well, he, what can he do he's in shock he's he turned up his wife is bleeding out he's not got he's meant to be a doctor men- yeah but he's not got anything he's not even got a sticky plaster so cauterize a wound or something the with what the a shark <laughs> a shark smokes doesn't he no no okay my plan's got the thing I don't know then <laughs> Survival tips for Mary. Don't take a bullet for... Sherlock, no. An egomaniac. I mean, it's Sherlock's own fault. He's, he's saying... He's doing his deduction on Vivian and basically saying about how she's alone. She hasn't got anything. You know, she's like borderline alcoholic from this was red wine Sherlock's stuff. in the zone. He's yeah. gone overboard and he doesn't register that he's pushed Vivian off the off the metaphorical edge. Yeah. I mean, Mary even tries to tell him. She's like, Sherlock, shut up. Yeah. But obviously, once he gets going, he... Uh, he can't could, stop. Yeah. yeah. So... Maybe kick Sherlock in the balls to shut him up? I don't know. I reckon if she just, like, nudged him and punched him in the arm, it would have snapped him out of it sooner, and perhaps that would have been too bad. Maybe. Maybe. Is the trick is to stop Sherlock antagonising her. Yes. Which because is then difficult. She, she probably wouldn't have pulled the gun. She'd have been like, 
all right, whatever, you win. But, yeah, he bangs on. She's like, well, fuck this. You're going to die then. Yeah. So that's sad. So we lose Mary. Uh, yeah, I was shocked about it. I wasn't sad, but I was shocked. I was, I was shocked because she's just had the baby mm. and Watson's got his family. So that was a real twist in the story. So mm. the plot thickens. Going into episode two, entitled The Line Detective, with guest star Toby Jones. And we like Toby Jones. After the death of uh, Mary... John doesn't know how to cope. He can't really go to Sherlock because Sherlock's... One, he's not an emotionally, you know, understanding guy, is he? And also, he's off his tits on drugs. Whatever he's taking. (laughs) Doubly not good. But there is a point to the drugs that we'll get onto at the end. So Sherlock decides that he needs to try and get Watson back in the game, so to speak. So he picks a fight with Toby Jones's character. Powerful celebrity entrepreneur uh, who Sherlock deduces is actually a killer because of a uh, mystery woman who shows up in his flat and... Claiming to be his daughter. Yeah, claiming to be Toby Jones's daughter, not Sherlock's daughter. Not Sherlock's daughter, no, that would be weird. (laughs) And uh, she gives him the case to try and solve. So he goes after Toby Jones who is advertising cereal going, hey... This is a terrible Toby Jones impression. Hey, I'm a serial killer. Get it? Serial? It's hilarious. I loved it. Oh, dear. (laughs) Yeah, because he basically tries to play off like he uh, sets Sherlock up to call him a serial killer so he could do his advert. He's like, oh, yeah, Sherlock was in on it the whole time so he could do his advert. Yeah. Really thinking, fuck. (laughs) Up and rumble. Yeah. Gonna need to play this off. Get me cereal. (laughs) Yeah. There's a great scene at um, Watson's therapist where Sherlock shows up in the trunk of Mrs. Hudson's Jaguar? Bentley. Bentley? Pretty sure Aston Martin? Drug money car? That's yeah, what it drug, is. Yeah, drug money car, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, they go from there and try to get into the head of Toby Jones, but Sherlock, he's not in a good place and he starts hallucinating and Toby Jones takes... Sherlock to his favourite room in a hospital where he is a patron. Uh, so he kind of funds the hospital. And his favourite room, Chris, is the morgue. Did you know he was going to take him to the morgue when he said favourite room? No. Where did you think he was going to take him to? A uh, room for the terminally ill. We're just like dying around him because I thought he'd probably enjoy that. But no, he prefers them when they're already dead. So so we can talk to them and confess he, sins because yeah, that's a big thing. He likes confessing, which is why he wipes the minds of the living people he confesses to. Yeah, because the whole case is brought about because his daughter is in on one of these meetings uh, where he confesses that he wants to kill anybody because he's a crazy man and then he wipes their memories. But the daughter... There's a plot hole. The daughter writes down trying to remember everything. Toby Jones takes the note off of her but doesn't destroy it because the note shows up again later on. Why doesn't he I don't burn know if it's note? the same note or whether uh, when he takes a note, Sherlock's uh, hidden sister sees it and she's able to replicate it identical, which would not be beyond her capabilities, I'm sure. So I don't know if it is the original note. Or if it is, she steals it. I don't know. Or she's able to deduce all of this because she's super intelligent as you. Yeah, doesn't she? She, uh, she predicts the next three terrorist attacks on British soil for half an hour on Twitter. Yeah, there's a few 
points in this series where Mycroft and Sherlock go, if you've got enough data available to you and you're clever enough and you've got the right deductions and with a bit of luck you can predict the future and Sherlock does this in the Watson psychiatrist yeah they sort of explain that afterwards or John hallucinates Mary throughout this entire episode and the whole point of Sherlock being drugged up and getting this case is to try and make Watson feel a bit better force him to to save him yeah Yeah. because Watson he's a bit stubborn he won't accept help help especially from Sherlock won't accept help but happily leaves her rosy with people to babysit kind of accepting help now Watson yeah can't deal with a baby on your own together people are going to but so you won't accept help what's the word I'm looking for I don't know what you're saying let alone (laughs) what you're trying to say um Sherlock and his drug-addled mind uh faints passes out in in the mortuary uh, to a cacophony of Toby Jones's sinister giggling. Zazu uh, tries to attack Toby Jones. Yeah. And um, Watson beats the shit out of him. Exactly, because he's, he's so pissed off with Sherlock and all of his shit. Unfortunately for Sherlock, he ends up in the murder hospital of Toby Jones, helpless and drug-addled, and it turns out that Toby Jones is indeed a murderer in this hospital, lurking about in hidden passages that he helped uh, put in. So he emerges from one of these and he starts talking to Sherlock going ah yes I'm going to kill you and I'm going to poison you with this and he starts doing really weird things making Sherlock go I want you to kill me and then he gets impatient and tries to smother Sherlock and he's like Mm. look at me, look at me. The uh, drug wouldn't have killed him though would it because Sherlock had it changed out Yes. to what I can't remember. Was it the stuff that he was getting high off of? And no, it was a saline solution, so it's harmless salty water, I think. Right, okay. He wouldn't have overdosed anyway, but... No. I bet when he started suffocating, Sherlock was like, oh, fuck. Shit, didn't see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> but Watson shows up in the nick of time, uh, along with a police officer, and um, they catch Toby Jones. Uh, kind of sort of blackmail him with a recording, which isn't... Uh, allowed in court but when they get Toby Jones in the in the interrogation room he just starts going yeah he's he's loving being interrogated and just telling everyone how bloody mad he is and then he's like yeah with this I can take I can be voted president <laughs> or whatever he says like, I can like, take America yeah I'm this. guessing with that maybe he's not so well known in America like his character yeah uh, he's more of a British celebrity I love it when he's in the interview room and Lestrade's like, okay, we're going to leave it for today. He's like, no, there's so much more that I can keep yeah. going. Lestrade's like, no, wait until tomorrow. Yeah, poor Lestrade. <laughs> got to deal with it all. So no one really dies in this one. So survival advice, if you were in the hospital and Toby Jones suddenly appeared out of a magic wall door thing, tried to smother you. It's difficult, isn't it? Because you can't say, no, don't kill me because he wants you to say that. And if you and say kill me, anyway. he's like, I'm going to kill you anyway, yeah. Yeah. Do you like these kinds of Sherlock episodes where Sherlock's got uh, an adversary that he's got to take down, or do you prefer the whodunit ones? I like both, to be honest. I thoroughly enjoy both of them. Uh, I think maybe leaning a little bit more towards the whodunit, but at the same time, I like I like the um, adversary ones, especially when them and Sherlock, and it's like, okay, we're going to get some good conversation going on here. Where does Toby Jones rank in the pantheon of Sherlock villains? Uh, him... Charles Augustus Magnuson, Moriarty, and Euros to a certain extent. Which one would you be most terrified of? Moriarty. One thing that bugged me about this episode, Sherlock was like, this is the most evilest man I've ever met. It's like, really? You, you think got Moriarty? Yeah, you think he's worse than Moriarty? Uh, yeah, this guy's a serial killer, but Moriarty's 
a serial killer, plus he's done tons of other illegal stuff, and he just fucks with everybody, even though he's dead. And he's still messing with people. Exactly, so I think Moriarty is more evil, because, I mean, Moriarty does it because he's bored, doesn't he? Yeah, he does it for longer and he does more yeah, terrible so, things. Yeah, I didn't agree with that line, but I think, uh, was it Toby Jones, that his name? Yeah. I think his character goes above Charles Augustus, and... Um, He's not as clever, but he is equally as sinister. Although saying that, Charles Augustus's uh, introduction sees him pissing in the fireplace of Baker Street. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't find Charles uh, sinister. I found obviously very smart. Got that um, that mind, mind fortress, palace. mind palace. That was also fortress. fortress. <laughs> it could be. So obviously, yeah, very smart, very cocky, arrogant. Didn't find him sinister at all. Okay. So in terms of sinister, Moriarty. And then it's either a toss-up between Toby Jones' character or Sherlock's sister. Because she's creepy, man. She is creepy, and we'll get on to her in a second, because uh, the last episode is uh, the final problem. Uh, Sherlock does an elaborate uh, ghost show to make Mycroft confess to Sherlock that he's got an evil sister, because at the end of The Lying Detective, it turns out that Watson's therapist is actually Euros uh, Holmes. The Forgotten Sister. So, Mycroft is then forced to go to Baker Street as a client and tell Sherlock all about his sister and how evil she is and that she killed a dog called Redbeard. And that got me riled up because I hate people that kill dogs. So, instantly sinister. (laughs) Instantly disliked her. Yeah. While they're having the conversation, a drone flies in with what Mycroft calls a patience grenade. It lands on the floor and threatens to explode if either of them move and then there's this uh, quiet conversation about how they're going to get out and waiting for mrs hudson to finish the vacuuming under underneath them before they move and set off the grenade so i, I quite like that scene they should have had broken legs when they jumped out the window how weak are those windows as well they jumped straight through them i don't know how easy it is to jump through double glazed windows I'm assuming well, they were, were double, they double gla- glazed. Well, if not, it'd be freezing Maybe. in Baker Street, wouldn't it? So they must have been. I don't reckon it's that easy to jump through double glazed windows. I mean, looking at the windows of the uh, the shed, with enough force, you could jump through those. Well, obviously, because they're like plastic, they're not proper glass. That's why it's so cold it's even in better. here. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they would have got through that easily. But the landing alone, they would have broken legs. Oh, yeah. They're on the first floor, aren't they? At least they broke an ankle sprained at the very least spraining would be a flipping miracle broken legs broken ribs everything but they show up uh and abduct a ship they're pirates they steal the ship it's, it's not just the first ship they do it to several don't they because uh mycroft tells them the euros is being held in basically a super duper prison for the uncontainables and Somehow Euros has been escaping, so they're not sure if there's a leak, if someone's been letting her out or something like that. So they go in undercover, and then there's this really creepy scene where Sherlock finally meets Euros and they have a chat. And I think what makes it really creepy is the positioning of the camera. I don't know whether it's a POV shot or whatever, but whenever Euros talks, she's talking to the camera and she's looking at the audience, at you. Which makes it... I enjoyed it. It was good. Makes it sinister. Who's the actress? She looks really familiar. She's... I don't think you would have recognised her from anything else because she's she's a stage actress and she's uh, worked with Benedict on 
Shakespeare-y stuff. And, and she that looks really, lot. really familiar. She's probably familiar because she's been in the other two episodes of Sherlock. No, it's not because of that. I... But she's really good and really sinister. And that bit where she puts her hand on the glass and there is no glass. How Sherlock didn't pick up on that, I don't know. I think he's because he's preoccupied about trying to get to grips with her that he doesn't notice the obvious. And she just puts her hand straight through and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's that's creepy. Euros, it turns out, has managed to brainwash everyone in the prison, so she's in charge. And she sets up puzzles for Sherlock Mycroft, the prison warden, and Watson. The first being, Sherlock, make your brother or your friend shoot the warden in the face, or the warden's wife is going to die. None of them do that because they're good guys. They've got morals. Um, Sherlock would have done it. That's why she. That's Sherlock. why she's like, no, Sherlock, you can't do it. Cause y- she knew he would have. Yeah, and she knows that he shot Magnuson, probably. Mm. Yeah, none of them do it. The warden gets the gun, shoots himself, but that wasn't part of Euros's deal, so she shoots the wife anyway. And the puzzles continue testing their morals and their mental capacities. I like the puzzles. They're really. And Euro, she just changes the rules as you go. If they make a Batman film with the Riddler, it should be something along the lines of this. You reckon? Yeah. Maybe not so much the moral challenges, because that's more Joker-esque. But the solving a crime with just a picture would probably be a Batman that we've not seen before. A detective, rather than a man in a power suit punching Superman. Grumpy, grumpy Superman. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) the puzzles continue. Uh, In one of them, Sherlock is forced to either shoot his brother Mycroft or John Watson. He refuses, goes to shoot himself. All of them get knocked out. They wake up a few hours later and Sherlock is uh, the the ancestral home of the Holmes family. And throughout the whole puzzle trial thing, the incentive is that they have to do as euro says otherwise there's a plane where everyone's asleep and it's going to crash into london if they can't oh there's a little girl who's awake on the plane and yeah yeah and Sh- that's... sherlock keeps getting small like minute long conversations with her via the phone yeah yes that's the incentive to keep playing yeah do this and you perhaps you can save the little girl yeah so there's lots of things going on and that's what makes mm. euro so formidable foe so yeah, the reason Euros have brought Sherlock back to the Holmes family is because uh, what well, we think she, she killed Sherlock's dog Redbeard, but it turns out that Redbeard was actually a small child. When that reveal came, did you think, "Oh no, another Holmes <laughs> kid"? Yes, I thought it was another. I thought it was going to be a fourth sibling, and I was like, "Another one? Yeah, really?" But it wasn't. It was, I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah, it was his. It was his uh, childhood friend. Victor, Victor Trevor. He's I thought got he was two first names. Yeah, I thought he was going to go Victor Trevor Holmes. But when he didn't, I was like, "Is he just called Victor Trevor?" Oh, it's oh, just Trevor's the last name. Okay, we're okay. Yeah, that means the experience was so traumatic that Sherlock not only forgot her, but literally rewrote his memories of his friends to replace it with a dog. Yeah, that's probably to make it a bit better. But the effects are still shown because he's only got one friend, and that's John, and he's not particularly good with people. As shown in the first episode where he talks a woman into trying to kill him so 
people skills aren't good with uh, Sherlock. You reckon if the friends survived and they grew up together, he'd be different? Yeah, he'd be he'd be a lot more amicable. But he wouldn't be the same, would he? He wouldn't be... He'd be nicer. He wouldn't be Detective Holmes. <laughs> he'd be nicer. Sherlock's final puzzle is to try and save John from... Uh, where Trevor was was killed in a well, which Grand, was slowly yeah. filling up with water. Which was water. his first case. Yes, and now he's got to solve that first case. And there's a song that Euro sings throughout the whole episode, which is basically a taunt, and Sherlock has to decipher it. And it turns out that all Euros wanted was a friend to play with. And Sherlock goes to her room, and she's there crying. The little girl on the plane was a metaphor for Euros. She's so clever and so intelligent. It's like she's up in the clouds and she's all alone and no one can really understand her. And all she wanted was Sherlock to play with. That bugs me. What, that the plane was a lie? Yeah. Because I was like, oh, that means that in future episodes they can create these like big like uh, incentive things and they'll be like, oh, actually, it was all imaginative. And it's like, oh, fuck. Well, they've done that before with the Charles Augustus Magnuson one. Sherlock's convinced that Magnuson's got a vault with all these secrets and stuff and it turns out Magnuson's got a mind palace of his own and he keeps all his information yeah, in his head. That I didn't mind too much, but this, it was good, but it was just like, do they have to do that again? I'm worried they're going to do it more in the future episodes now. Did you not like it as, as the character thing to explain Yeah, Euros? it's all right. And again, it's like saving John from the well. It's like, you got to find the well. This is the whole point in the thing. And it's just like, he hugs it. It's like, oh, and by the way, we got John. Doesn't show where the well was, whether it was on the property or anywhere near. Doesn't show him actually finding it. It would be on the property somewhere. I know, but it bugged me they didn't actually show it. And it's just like, okay, you guys are all right. Yeah, we arrested her. Cool. Back to normal. It's like... <sighs> Back to normal, but Watson's got a baby. Um, occasionally Sherlock goes to a prison to play the violin. Yeah, I was a little underwhelmed. I wanted something huge to happen, something like... Like you know, a plane like... to crash with a yes, little girl on yes. it. Yes, and I was like, ah, oh. You sick fuck. I was a bit of a letdown. The rest of the episode was great. If this is the final season, they probably wanted to end it on a more positive, upbeat note, rather than like them doing a that. plane taking out half of London. I like them to end things on a depressing side. You're sick. What was your favourite episode of the three? Probably the last one, bar the last 10 minutes. Okay. Well, I've, I've got the IMDB scores if, you, if you're then. interested. What you got? So, episode one got 7.8 stars. Uh, episode two got 9.5 stars. Okay. And the final episode got 8.6 stars on IMDB. But it's not the weakest episode of Sherlock. What would you say is the weakest episode? Ooh. I don't think it's really had weak episodes. I mean, they've all been good. But it's going to be one that was just a bit worse than the... Actually, John's wedding one. No, I like that one. I was going to say the banker... No, not the banker one. Yeah, it was the banker. Episode two of season one. <laughs> it was a remember. bit weird. <laughs> I cannot remember that. There was a banker and a Chinese circus and... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a no, bit I like that one. It would be oh. the weakest one, in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe it's great. It's been a while since I've watched yeah. it. But that's everything. Chris... How do people get in touch with us? Deduce it. Or just remember from... Oh, yeah, this is your 100th episode. I forgot to mention. Oh, is it? This is 103. Yay. 100 episodes. But thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, okay, I deduce from your laptop that we have an email address, which is wecouldsurvivethat at gmail.com. Or you find us at Twitter, we could survive. We're on iTunes, YouTube. You deduce that from the fact that we're a podcast yes of course I did 
and you just itched your nose. I'm guessing it had a scratch. Amazed? I know I am. Next week, we're going to be doing a new film by M. Night Shyamalan called... Split. Yes, starring James McAvoy. I was going to say James Franco, but that's not him at all. James is keeping his shaven head. Yes, from X-Men Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah. No, I think he had a bald cap in that. Because I had a story, he shaved his head for the first class. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And then, by the time Apocalypse rolled around, yeah, it's a bald cap. It doesn't matter, we're doing that, and it's probably going to be shit, unless it's good. We'll see, we'll let you know, Chris and the show. Okay, you have been listening to We Could Survive That, your weekly survival guide to the TV series. We're going to see you all next week for, yeah, like Jack said, the film's split. Until then, keep on surviving and deducing and everything else. Goodbye. <laughs>